0: Let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is Display on this beautiful box. Nica Rustica brand features El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Estelí. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try it. Nikarusti from our house to yours.
1: Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew
2: Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smoke in Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. <laughs>
0: A flavor odyssey and now from cigar dojo studio lot b
2: your hosts robbie Ras and randy griggs and the odyssey continues no randy you don't get to do it <laughs> <laughs> the odyssey continues what's up dojo nation welcome to another episode of flavor <laughs> odyssey i'm your host robbie rass you may not remember me uh i've uh, been host of the show uh since we started and i've been on uh uh, extended uh hiatus Randy as uh, I believe you put it uh during the 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 Monday uh live which I appreciate you doing for me. And there's our co-host Randy Griggs. oh see I even pointed the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Coming to you live. I'm all I'm all thrown off from, from lot B and lot uh whatever the hell we ended up calling it. I don't even remember. <laughs> but uh the point is Randy, we're all here and can we start over?
1: Let's start over. Yeah, it- I'll tell you what. Can I can I just ask before before Rob tries to do that again? Can I just get everybody to spam in the comments? <laughs> New show who this?
2: <laughs> New show who this? I like that. Yeah. Uh, I like that. No, it's good. It's good to see, you, man. It's been yeah, like you a you uh, A half.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Apparently, you forgot your job. So, uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Please go ahead and share the show, like the show, hit subscribe, oh, turn like on your I notifications. Oh, I said that
2: before I left. <laughs> I always that's forgot true. to say that's, that. Every time true. I forgot that's to say true. that. What are you talking about? No. What are you talking about? No, it's it's good to be back. Uh we are we're still in segment one of uh season five, right? I got that part right. Uh uh it's season six,
1: but but close. Season six <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this close. is you really What's the show are... called again? <laughs> yeah. And you and are
2: you are Rusty. Who <laughs> you are who? Rusty, how's I Rusty doing? It. Is he still in the Navy? No? Rusty's still in the Navy? No. Never mind. Um all right, Uh, cricket's on that one. All right, boys. How's everything (laughs) going at the in the uh at the dojo dugout? We're off to a great start. Yeah, we're doing uh we're doing good
3: here. We've got a nice little studio audience over there. We got Connor and Matt hanging out. Connor brought a flight of uh unknown blind bourbons that we're gonna be trying with our cigar nice fun. And uh, finally uh, getting some nice weather here in Colorado, although it snowed the last two days. But we are ready for a fun and exciting episode of Flavor Odyssey.
1: Can I just ask, what, what, what a normal... What does good weather look like to you, Eric? When you say, we finally have good weather, but it has snowed the last two days. like Well, just because like here's, here's the deal.
3: Here's the deal. Last last couple days ago, it was 70-something degrees, and next week it's supposed to be 80. So I can feel it, Randy. It's it's within my grasp now. Got it. Spring is sprung, and of course now the allergies begin. Uh, oh. but that's okay, because I'd rather it be – you know what's crazy? Just real quick, I, I don't, I'm not – I'm going to try to monopolize the show, but there's something really interesting. You know, back, you know, in the cartoons, <laughs> Robbie and Randy, when you're a little kid and there's like a cartoon character and he's about ready to sneeze and he goes like this, you know, he goes like this. Yeah. You guys know that that actually works like that oh. is. No, it's
4: I've heard that it
3: is. a Yes. Yeah. I, I like the so. next time that you were about to sneeze, put pressure right there. Under your nose, push up under your nose. Is
4: that the uh, so I'm pushing? I'm pushing pressure
3: up. point. Some sort of pressure point. It that that cartoon a little uh, I don't know what you would call that advice or like a tip. It's literally it literally works. So we call that a life
2: hack these days. It's life, like hack, life hack. <laughs>
3: that cartoon life hack.
2: Because yeah, you 100 true. It seemed
4: true. ridiculous. Like was he just trying to block the whatever's coming out of his nose. No, when no. He you're just, no, he's actually... You're pushing. No, this
2: is, this is pre-COVID. Nobody cared you're, about that you're back
3: pushing, then. You're pushing. You're <clears throat> pushing there. Pressure. There's, There's pressure. pressure. There's pressure. Under pressure. Anyways, try that. I want everybody in the audience, to anybody in the audience watching on Facebook and YouTube right now, tell me that I'm lying because I guarantee you that that actually works. All right.
2: Well, I, Back to you, boys. I think uh, the good news is I'm, I'm fighting off a bit of a travel cold. There uh, you so go. I guarantee oh, you I will have... At least one sneeze uh, during this show, <laughs> and I'll make sure that Jordan, we go, we zoom in uh, on you know oh. just on, on Robbie Cam. Yeah. And so little, what's the
4: the, get, the hint you, you get, get all We need a safe
1: word. Safe word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I was when I say pineapple, indicator.
1: pineapple, pineapple. Nice,
3: Robbie. Would you promise we'll try that if you're about ready to sneeze? I, the camera will go on, I will. and and you'll try that, and you're gonna yeah, prove live.
2: Yeah, we'll, right. it'll be, well, we'll I, I, uh, we'll I'm beta test show this. Back and, over. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea, Odyssey. and and we'll roll with it. I'm just gonna talk right over all you goofballs.
1: So so here no, we go. No, no, keep... uh, it's 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 season six, Rob. Let me bring you up to speed. The audience knows right where we are. They've been locked and loaded for weeks. It's season six. We are season We in six. the <laughs> we are in the fourth show of season six we have been smoking through the smoke in cigar of the year cigar dojo sampler pack super excited to get to this fabulous stick that we are smoking here tonight so let's go ahead and announce uh what we're doing i'm I'm sorry rob i I, I saw no end in sight to getting back on track um, no, you're, so. you're doing a great job <laughs> so um we are smoking espinosas. Uh, knuckle sandwich. Everyone is clearly aware of this cigar by now. This was a, a huge um, kind of media uh, lightning rod over the last year as uh, Eric Espinosa, uh, as, as anyone that follows along on social media knows, um, has a great friendship with Guy Fieri. I don't know where they met. I don't know uh, what, what their relationship is based on, but they hung out uh, far before this. They were buds. And um, and as the story goes, the guy wanted to do uh, a cigar collaboration. Eric was uh, pretty genuine with him, as Eric Espinosa would be. If, it, if any of you that know uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the alpha dog, he told him, I'm not going to do a cigar with you unless you take it seriously, unless you really get behind it, unless you really make it a, a real brand with me. You know, I don't want to just make a cigar, put your name on it, and have it just like end up in my portfolio. And this has been a really cool release, man. You know, we were there last year. Uh, Chad, uh, Eric, and I made it down to uh, the Great Smoke Twenty Twenty Two, and that was the official uh, release event for the cigar. Guy was there uh, in town. It's pretty cool, actually. He was he was on billboards all over the Miami area as he was actually uh, double booked that week as he was also doing a, a culinary. Uh, trade show of some sort that was down there in the Miami area. So like, as we're driving around for that trip, Guy Fieri's up on the, uh, on the billboards and whatnot. Um, so that was pretty cool. But uh, the, the cigar came out, uh, it is a Nicaraguan filler, a Nicaraguan binder and an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper um, all rolled at AJ Fernandez San Latino, uh, uh, uh factory in Nicaragua, and it's kind of interesting, Rob, as you you didn't um, you weren't back yet for last week. Last week we did the AJ Fernandez um, Dorado, which is a fantastic cigar in its own right, and it's kind of funny to me because when you read just on paper um, that they are actually um, they actually read like. Same cigar. They're Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan, Ecuadorian, mm-hmm. Habano. And already I can tell you, you know, the flavor couldn't be more different. Like like you would never guess that, that they're kind of described the same way. Obviously we all know how many variants uh, variations of flavor that you can get from Nicaraguan tobacco so obviously a lot of, of differences here for two cigars that are described uh, in a fairly similar way as as um, as their um, ingredient elements go so, uh, so super excited to to get to this cigar um, and uh, let's talk a little bit about our, uh, what we chose to pair with let's that Randy you
2: have gone and gotten like professional while I was gone I don't know like what that's about i i am I'm, I'm a little off put by it <laughs> like I, there there it is okay that's what I needed now we're back on track that's, how that's, a, thought, that's the, by the way that's the randy that um no i've i've been i've been tuning in uh here and there oh, really? uh, throughout my throughout my travels i've i've noticed that uh the uh, audience with every episode that I wasn't here, the audience dipped a bit more and a dip a bit more, a bit more. I'm glad to see that those numbers are back up right now. So, um, you guys are welcome. Uh,
1: <laughs> so full shit.
2: I know. I love it. Isn't it great? You miss me. Don't tell me you didn't. Um, very much. No, I'm, I wouldn't give you so I'm, much I'm, shit I'm, if we didn't miss you. Of course. Of course. I appreciate that. No, I'm excited to, uh, to smoke the cigar. Um, I've, I've had the Maduro version. Um, okay. And I want to say, is there a Connecticut version of this as well?
1: I think I just came out, uh, I think, yeah, uh, fairly at, recently. in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. January, I think, I, I, I think
2: I've smoked that one too, but I, I've i never smoked the Habano. Um, I'm smoking the uh, Robusto size, the the 5 by 52. Um, I think you guys are smoking the Toro, but I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter all that much. Uh, so I, I was messing around with some different pairings, uh, you know, that I like to, uh, to uh get into the mixology you know on my free time um i uh, i like to uh you know like some people get on the ones and twos and they're like mixing the music i'm more of a i get on the uh in the bar and i'm on the shaker and i'm, I'm mixing up my cocktails so i was all excited to to feature this cocktail that i thought was going to blow everybody away called the revolver and it oh. was just super super exciting you know i think it's i think it's bourbon and um, and coffee liqueur, and then I happened to look, and Randy, you featured it in season three or season two, yeah. something like that. Like you were way yep. ahead of the game. And
1: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I pulled out the revolver in here. I loved that one.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a great drink. Um, I I had one the other day, and I was thinking, man, this would just go really well with a cigar. So maybe we'll revisit that. I didn't want to uh, to steal any of uh, of your you from didn't the past.
1: pair with the revolver because we featured it sixty five shows ago. <laughs> something like that.
2: Yeah. No, honestly, okay. here's what happened. Here's here's what it was. I knew if I paired with that drink, I would win, and then you would say, "Well, I already did that once, and I didn't want to wow. deal with all that noise." Wow. So, that No, when you paired with it, you won like 69% of the vote or something like that. Um, so yeah, so I, I figured that I just sidestep all that. I didn't want to deal with it. So <clears throat> we had an open bottle of Prosecco in the fridge, which is just kind of a weird thing. Usually you open a bottle and it's like gone, right? There's never really any left over. And so I thought I'll look into something that I can uh mix with that. Thought about doing an old Cuban, but we've done that a few times. So I found this drink that's actually kind of similar to an old Cuban. It's called the Air Mail. It is, um, I did a double, but the uh, the recipe here is one ounce, uh, they say gold rum, but I went with an aged rum, I went with diplomatic oats we had in the, uh, in the bar there, uh, half ounce of freshly squeezed, always has to be fresh, Randy, uh, lime juice, uh, half ounce of honey syrup, which is three parts honey to one part water, um, with honey syrup, at least the way that I do it, I don't like bring it to a boil like a simple syrup, nothing like that, I just mix honey and water um so it's just a little bit of watered down honey in there and then you top it with an ounce and a half of sparkling wine i did a little double action because i didn't i didn't know if the bartender was going to be working today so uh i just figured you know why not just double down and so that's what i'm going with the airmail it is again um aged rum lime juice honey syrup topped with some sparkling wine and randy it's friggin' delightful man it, is What's it called airmail. It's called airmail.
1: You've got to be kidding me. Mm-mm. I'll be darned. It worked. Right, did, um, are you about to sneeze? Did you no. see what just happened? I did, I did. <laughs> did, you didn't say pineapple. <laughs> Well, that was your safe word. I didn't want no. to confuse anybody. Um,
2: I don't even. I don't even use safe words, bro. That's how I roll.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I live dangerously, bro. I go. I go in without a safe word. Um, well, that sounds great. No, I, I. I love that you you did get creative and found something new. I don't think that uh, myself or anyone in the audience would have even thought twice about you uh, revisiting a cocktail from multiple seasons back. But hey, oh, um, we're
2: gonna revisit it. But I know you would have taken credit for the win, and I just I want to take credit for my own wins you know what i mean uh, uh, but we oh, you, but we you, definitely should revisit that cocktail because it's freaking yeah. delicious and yeah, i think no, it would absolutely. pair with like damn near any
1: cigar okay well it ironically i went uh the exact opposite route i decided to revisit a uh uh, uh regular rye old fashion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm going to bourbon old fashion tonight um, and and the, are the you really big, yeah yeah bourbon old-fashioned like uh, well, or this, this is
2: what I came back for. I came back for Randy drinking a friggin' old fashioned. I mean, at least well, it's okay. not rye, but uh, I figured right, it's been a while right. since you've been here. You all
1: know how to vote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the big, ba- the big thing though, that we've been talking about for really uh, last 10 shows, maybe or so is like, we've all acknowledged that we're maybe doing it a little bit differently. It different, then what we used to think was the right way to do things where we were saving like our high end top shelf spirits for drinking it neat or something real, real simple. So the, the, you know, high end stuff could shine. And, and I think we've all kind of agreed that, um, Adding your your top shelf stuff to to your cocktails makes it a better cocktail. You do still taste a difference, you know, unless sure. you're going like all the way to uh, to a Kentucky Mule or something. You're using a lot of ginger beer, where maybe you're masking some of those flavors with uh with uh, those ratios. It's going to drive you to that highball um, kind of kind of volume. Uh, using the really high end stuff is going is to make it a better version. And so, um, I went with Peerless Bourbon. Uh, for for this uh, and so that's that's really the 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 um the divergence from my my usual um my usual rye my usual rye old fashioned uh, uh standard um, is now I'm going to be just using hundred plus proof uh bourbons in these cocktails and see you know how how much different they are and I can tell you right away it's significant like no kidding Rob this is a different drink in a lot of ways there's there's more heat there's a little bit more spice there's more sweetness there's more oak like everything's intensified in in a pretty significant way and i and i can tell it's already interacting with the cigar a little bit differently than uh when i was using and nothing against uh, knob creek but like a, a more standard um base uh off the shelf um (laughs) <laughs> uh, version of 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 the spirit. I'm not out of rye. Uh, I want I want to just <laughs> you squash that rumor right now. I didn't go bird because I was out of rye. I have rye also.
2: Okay. Oh, did we just lose Randy completely?
4: Wow. We lost him.
2: He gone. Well, that's fine <laughs> because I mean he may as well not even be here bringing an old fashioned to the table. Like I, I appreciate the effort where he's trying to make it sound like he's doing something different, but. Oh, there he is. Did you hear all that?
1: Apparently, Jordan didn't like my, my response and he hung up on me. It's,
2: yeah, you got to go.
4: Joe. Just
1: get rid of him. <laughs>
2: I, I, was, I was just telling the audience that you may as well not even be here since you're pairing with an old-fashioned. Um, mm. But I do uh, appreciate the fact that you're trying to make it sound like you're doing something different. <laughs> uh, but, no, I totally agree. I do totally agree, though, with when you uh, ramp up the, the spirit that you're using in uh in your cocktails obviously you're going to get a better outcome and you're going to have you will have a different experience i'm giving you a hard time and i'm poo-pooing it but if you are normally using uh (laughs) bye felicia (laughs) nice bobby moon with a comment of the day um if you're normally using like like we have a maker's mark i think is kind of our standard Mm making it's either maker's mark or elijah craig it kind of rotates and those are both fine bourbons i prefer elijah craig um but uh mean, those are like 80 85 proof something like that um but if you bump it up to 100 proof you're getting a very different experience you're going to get yep. more of just m- more intensity like you were saying Absolutely. so yep. um while it's not a different cocktail it <laughs> may act a bit like <laughs> like go. a different there cocktail. You, now, now uh, like, I, you know what i haven't i haven't looked and maybe we could let's this could be a poll jordan um how many times has Randy done an old fashioned on the show?
1: <laughs> like maybe we could have people guess. I think that right. would be a lot of fun. It, it could be like the um, it could be like the the marbles in the jar. It's just like whoever gets closest without going right. over. <laughs> yeah.
4: <No>. Yeah. How, <laughs> many, how many old fashions or how many rides he's done?
1: Uh, let's just stick with. It. Well, I mean. We- I mean, let's do how,
2: how often? let yeah, old too old-fashioned. Yeah, uh, it's probably going to be a very disappointing rye. number, like three. But 100. still, that's three <laughs> is a lot.
1: That's just too
3: crazy.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! But no,
2: I, I and Peerless oh. Bourbon is uh, is legit. I need to try that Peerless Rye that you guys were uh, fawning all over. I haven't had a chance to try that one yet. But um, <clears throat> but I do agree. It does it does make a difference when you use. Um, I mean, you have to use good. Good quality um, components to get a to get a good cocktail, in my opinion. So uh, the the better quality of the bourbon, the better quality of the rye. You're we're using those thirty dollars cherries. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the did you grow that orange in your backyard
1: from a seedling uh, from that you planted six years ago or something? Oh man, I'm so glad you brought that up because I got a story to tell tonight. <laughs> but let's, let's let's get through the pairings because we also have a we also also have a lean in in this segment that you either don't know about or don't remember um how about uh how about you, you fellas back there in colorado did you guys uh find yourselves one of these cigars and, and join the party here
3: oh yeah yeah we've got uh we've got the cigar i'm smoking it right now this is uh i love this cigar it was all as soon as i smoked it i knew it was gonna yeah, be in our top yeah. 10 list and um sure enough uh at the end of the year uh this was number three in our list both uh i had the i had the uh, maduro right away um Hector gave it to me at Caribbean Cigar um, Lounge in Miami. He gave me the Maduro, and I loved it. Um, I liked it, and then he gave me the Habano, and he was like, "Ah, oh, the Maduro is way better." But then I instantly just liked the Habano better. Like I don't know. And so I've liked this. I've like it's it's kind of like I've always loved the Espinosa Habano, and then this one being made at AJ's, it's kind of like, <laughs> what if you took the Espinosa Habano and made it, you know, at, at the AJ factory with AJ tobacco? Like, what what would it be like? And so it's just absolutely phenomenal. We we didn't really come up with any kind of creative pairing tonight. Um, like I said, Connor has... <laughs> That's the theme uh, of the show. Yeah, Connor has... Uh, he has a whole flight of, uh, of bourbons and whiskeys that we're blind tasting. And I'm on A right now, number A, so is nice. Jordan. So we'll see how that goes. But we're going to mainly rely on you guys for the pairings. But Randy, Robbie, I'm going to ask you guys, what are these three members... Of the dojo verse, all have in common Kevin and Barb Acuff, Bill C D, and Randy Harrison. I know this. Okay, tell the folks what it is.
1: They, they all tune into the show. They are the three previous entrants to our audience pairing segment yes. for segment one. One, Mm. you will be entered each week. If you, you guys pair along with us, if you've got the cigar, get yourself a pairing, prepare yourself for a great entry and get ready for the end of the show. We're going to do audience pairings. We're going to go around the horn and everybody's going to vote on their favorite pairing. Whoever the winner is, we have five shows this segment. There's going to be five entrants. Three of those five are going to win a smoking Cigar Dojo Cigar of the Year Sampler Pack shipped to you directly from Smoke in, ensures you're definitely going to get it <laughs> and and not like 6 months later but like pretty quick after the end of this segment. Uh so uh like Eric said uh, uh Kevin and Barb uh, they entered as a as a team in our in our first show. They won that one. Bill CD has won one and Randy Harrison won last week uh with her pairing um, so, please get your pairings ready. Hashtag pairings so that Jordan, the producer, Wonder Kid can find your entry and you could possibly be entered to win one of these amazing five packs of the best cigars that we smoked last year.
3: So, um, yeah, just so folks know, um, you can start doing that throughout the show. Uh, post your pairing. And what we've found is uh, the most sort of fun um, and descriptive way that you can sort of describe your pairings that does help uh, catch our attention but sort whatever of. just just give us your pairings and uh, we'll go through that at the end of the show and good luck to all of you entrants.
1: Yes. Beautiful. Indeed. So exciting. when
2: when you asked the question and you named those three folks and I said well they all watch the show I was right. You too. I, I knew yeah, that's sure. That's where you were going. It's, total, it's totally right. I completely forgot about the giveaway Randy thank you for uh, reminding uh, the audience about that so I've got this weird have you noticed this weird light it's called the sun <laughs> what, what is this thing uh yeah we're at that weird uh time of year where uh where what, what did we settle on the name of my studio was Oh, was crystal lake studios uh where we, <laughs> oh, we, uh, we get the, we get the reflection off the off the pond out there and uh it's it's a little bit distracting um we'll uh we'll have to work on that randy we're gonna have to work on that but um, oh, I'm curious about this uh, whiskey uh, blind whiskey tasting that you guys are doing. How many of them mm-hmm. are you tasting? Four.
4: We're doing four. Mm. Uh, and so Connor, we'll have Connor to...
3: you said that maybe, possibly, <clears throat> one of them is definitely
4: what's... George T. Stagg.
3: One of them could be, and that's the B. That's the the B.
4: Tech. Uh-huh.
3: Ooh, wow. Well. I-
4: I'm guessing that the other well. one is maybe possibly Stagg Junior.
3: Hmm. Wow. Well. We'll find out. Anyways,
4: well,
2: those are some those are some hefty. We've some, got some hefty heavy hitters going down. Boys. Connor never
3: Still brings had. Connor never brings garbage. So uh,
1: yeah, this guy Connor just showed up one day. Rob, he he always regales the guys with the most amazing uh, kind of accoutrement with him, and he actually made it down to his first uh, trip, I believe, to Central America. He yeah. was on the uh, Camp Camacho trip with the guys this month.
3: He was. Uh, he had. A, you oh, have a nice. good time, Connor. Do you have a good time on the trip? It was incredible. Yeah. What was the time with of your, your life? Time of my life. What was the most, what was the one thing you remember? Like if there was one thing that was like, I, real... I remember our, our Royal entrance <laughs> with, with the band. <laughs> yeah. And then the xylophone, the ginormous xylophone, the, Ramby, Randy, Randy, which is a maramba.
1: And then at dinner, like 15 dancers showed up out of nowhere and started dancing for us. <laughs> and I'm looking around and there's like six to eight Camacho staff, 15 dancers, four band members, and then there's like nine of us that are <laughs> outnumbered for. and it, it felt pretty cool. There you go. Yeah. They, yeah, see, they do it awesome. right down there at camp Camacho. They got a, a whole staff, uh, cooking and, uh, making sure everyone's having a great time. It is one of the best trips of my life that I've got a chance to go on. So that's super cool. You guys got a chance to make it down and congratulations, Connor for getting down to central America with the boys. Wish I could have been down there with you guys, but, uh, yeah, ne- next time, next time, Eric, uh, sign me back up,
4: Robbie. We can't even see you when you raise your hand up like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I,
1: I take a drink.
2: It's like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Okay, so it's it's unfortunate so talk, actually, and there's nothing I could do about it.
1: Well, well, let's talk a little bit more about this cigar because I, I thought it was interesting. You know, Eric, Eric you made the point that. Obviously, we we talked last week as we were featuring uh, AJ at number four on our top ten list, and this came in at number three. Um, that you know, one of the things AJ is best known for is um, is being a tobacco man. Uh, not only his his uh, acumen for being uh, agriculturist and growing amazing tobacco, but he apparently has uh, you know such an amazing palate even on the spot market, buying great tobacco, storing some of the best stuff, and re- re- really curating. Uh, some amazing stores, uh, of tobacco that so many other brands really want to work with his tobacco as much as they want to work with his, uh, his factory, which is so well, um, known as uh, like one of the signatures of, of an AJ made cigar is construction, how great it it burns, uh, you you know, the combustion, um, whatnot. I'm, I'm already, you know, I've got a perfect, uh, you know, burn line here going, um, everything's going great so far, but, um. But it's it's pretty cool. Just the, the collection uh, of the team that that worked on this project, and you, you know, uh, Eric Espinosa talks about how it was an eighteen month long project. Um, so we already know that Eric, uh, Eric Jr. and and Hector have uh, have hit, ha- really hammered some out of the park with with some great flavorful sticks in the past. But adding um, to Eric's point, AJ's uh, you know tobacco to the mix, and then introducing guy fieri as a as another taster on the panel to, to select the final um blend and and re- re- really being a a driving force in, in you know how he wanted his cigar with his name on it to uh come across um i think that uh you know for me right out of the gate you know i'm still just about an inch in um you know i'd say it's it's a medium plus in body um but Man, it's super, super flavorful I, I'm getting spices I'm getting some sweet cream I'm getting cedar I'm getting a, a, a lot of flavor uh, Right right up front from this cigar And, and you have that nice peppery note In, in the uh, retro hill so far uh, What do you think, Rob?
2: Yeah, I, I like the descriptors that you used um, <clears throat> Definitely get that It's got that creamy texture to it Definitely a lot of uh, cedar vibe I get some cinnamon um, mm. Some cinnamon notes from it um, that uh, I I and like an earthy kind of sweet, you know, and I always I always equate that to sugarcane, um, and that's uh, that's usually just the descriptor that I use because it's it's got it's not sweet over the top, um, it's not sweet like just you know raw sugar, but, uh, um, <clears throat> I know Randy, you've probably eaten sugarcane straight off of mm. you've gone into the forest and just hacked some down with a machete and eaten it right there. That's um, not even. That's
1: not even far off. That's an actual fact. I,
2: no, I know. I, I've, I've seen. I've seen the video actually. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's and that, there's a there's a, a specific. It's kind of a, just a unique sweetness that you get from sugar cane, yep. which is. Um, I. I from did some research and I, I realized that was kind of a, a flavor that i was going to pick from this which is why i wanted to go with something rum based just to kind of find some of that synergy there uh, randy you know how i feel about synergy um i want to step back though before we get too far into like the pairings and stuff we got a little bit of time um you mentioned randy when you were talking about this the cigar how um eric you know was talking to guy fieri uh and saying you know yeah i'm happy to make a cigar for you but i like i want you to mean it like i don't I don't mm. want you to just. I'm not just going to make a cigar and you know put your face on it and and sell it. But I, like, I want you to be involved. Um, first off, kudos, to Eric, for for approaching it that way. Because really, when someone no. like Guy Fieri approaches you, you're like you just see dollar signs, right? Because you know that this is going to sell. Um, but I, I and I, I I don't know if Eric was thinking about it this way, but I think it's really good for the industry as a whole to have awesome. someone like. Like Guy Fieri, it's I mean, everybody knows who that is. My mom knows who Guy Fieri is. My dad might not because he doesn't really care, but uh, I mean, <laughs> my, my mom does. Um, and I, I just think having having uh, someone like that uh, representing our industry in the mainstream, I think is huge. 100%. Um, yeah, so I, I really wanted to ask this as a question. Instead, I gave my opinion first. But um, like, I, can you think of any other... I mean, there's a lot of celebrities that have cigars, but they don't really seem to be too involved in the industry as a whole, uh, mm-hmm. or you know, out there doing events or, or kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say like uh, you know, soapboxing for tobacco. But I mean, they're they're out there, kind of that are that are really out there doing it. Like I, I mean, I see Guy Fieri events and I see him out there with his cigars and 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 doing it and, and kind of spreading the word. But I, I can't really think of anybody else that does Rob, it that way
3: robbie not only that not only does he show up at events he showed up at pca he showed up at La Zona palooza but if if you've been watching i mean i don't i'm not a i don't follow guy Fietti, but <clears throat> because of this cigar i've kind of started to follow him and right. i've seen him on shows with his knuckle sandwich cigar t-shirt he's had the cigar in his hand like it's not just the fact that he's um, visible in the cigar industry all of a sudden it's also that he's bringing the cigar industry visibly into his world and
2: Absolutely. that's yeah that's that's what I meant yeah yeah that's huge that's great oh, point. The, oh, uh, yeah sorry can you guys think of any other examples I mean I know there's a lot of there's a lot of folks out there that that do um, you know Carl Malone has his own cigar and well I thought that, that was going to
4: happen the year before the Jeremy Piven one but uh right. no, it, he kind of just dropped that one and left it seems like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah, was, which is I, was, I sure. was surprised but, about that as well because Jeremy Piven he I hell I'm pretty sure he's been on the cover of of CA magazine. He's been like a known cigar guy and and that was one of the points that that Eric made about guy as well. Is like he was a cigar guy first. He's a cigar smoker. He had he already had a, a flavor profile that he enjoyed personally. Um and, and but, I, but I like the way that Eric said that because, it, you know, he took it into his and like, this isn't a slight, I'm, I'm going to be careful how I say this because I have a lot of respect for um, these other professionals that have decided to get into um, the cigar industry and, and, and lend their name to, to a brand. But, you know, Carl Malone, you brought him up. You know, I've seen interviews with him where people have asked about his basketball career and he's shut down the conversation real quick. He says, I don't want, I'm not here to talk about basketball here to talk about cigars and so he didn't do what eric just described he didn't bridge the gap he didn't show up at nba sponsored events he didn't show up at the at the finals um repping the gear and and handing out cigars and kind of building the brand within his other network that that brought him fame in the first place where to eric's point guy fieri was well, Guy Fieri? Pardon me. Was uh was was already gonna be a guy that that was you know probably chewing on a cigar before he lit it uh at, at an event uh, you know in, indoor anyways. Now it's his cigar and and to to Eric's point about it, his um, his his t shirt, I do like to point out because I didn't know this before the cigar project. Uh, Knuckle Sandwich is actually his um his his company. So all of his uh, restaurants are are um, DBAs under the. Um, the corporation of Knuckle Sandwich, so that was already his logo. That three D yeah, uh, skull, like, skull and you crossbones.
4: You'll see him on shows wearing the shirt that looks like the, the cigar uh, version. Yes, he has yes. The Espinosa uh, E in the in the center.
1: No, no, a hundred percent. But but I think it, I, that's really where I was going. Is like that logo already existed, and and like they kind of married the Espinosa uh, brand and feel to, to that, yeah. and now he's repping that as right. like kind of his primary uh go-to logo which which i think is great i, I think you know and a few years ago there was a, a lot of um hubbub made when um i forget who he is because he's too young for for me to have been you know culturally aligned with whatever he does but there was that was it nick cannon no not Nick. Cannon. Well, he was smoking
4: was a- post malone
1: oh was he yeah. Nice. Well, I was going to say there, there, there was a young man on on CA magazine cover, That's and a nice. lot of people, Nick Jonas. That was it—the Jonas brother kid. But he and, have and a lot. Line or anything? No, no, not at all. But but it still created a conversation. Yeah. Of a lot of people felt like he didn't really fit because, just like you said, Eric, he wasn't part of our industry. He didn't have a brand like what. Uh, I think there there was a lot of conflicted feelings, and like I, I think we all fell on the same side of. Hey, anybody that's yeah. that's bringing more mainstream notoriety to premium cigars and helping us to, to spread the word because so many people out there are ignorant to uh, the, the distinction of premium tobacco and like yeah. tobacco to probably 80 plus percent of the population means cigarettes. And, yeah. you know, for those of us that are, that like surround ourselves with this community and this culture, like it's, that's, that's a travesty, right? Like it's almost an insult to us and what yeah. we do that that's what comes to mind for you. When 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 uh, when you say that, so I, I I love that point that like he's not only come in and been supportive of our industry, but he's brought more of a mainstream light of positivity to premium tobacco in general.
3: Yeah, now, it'll be interesting to see how um the uh, uh James Hatfield and those guys from uh, Metallica, yeah, if they're uh, yeah that's if a they one. can really follow through. Maybe you know if they showed up at. Uh, I know that the um, the the uh, distiller of blackened whiskey was on I think Coop's show, so I think they are making an effort too. So it'll be great if I mean, I just want them all to be that way. Like it, in my yeah, opinion, so. right, I don't think it's a contest. I I just hope they're right, right. they're all doing this now. Maybe this is maybe this is a trend, and that's kind of one of the reasons that we um, awarded Espinosa the the brand of the year is because it seems like this is a new style of. Um, a celebrity endorsement that we haven't seen absolutely. quite yet. This very very yeah. integrated style, and so hopefully this becomes more of a trend, and and it'll just it could only be good for us, right, guys?
4: Now before yeah, we get yeah, too far, we I got to give the poll results. So uh, we asked how many old fashions has Randy done on the show? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. In last place was the craziest number thirty one plus. There was ten percent of the votes said thirty. Plus. <laughs> I like uh, that. 15% said 16 to 30. Hmm. Then wow. we got 20% said 0 to 5, and 55% think
1: it's 6 to 15
4: that you've done on the show. Ooh. Yeah. I, now, do I, we do we I
1: know mean, the yeah. answer? I was the about question. to say, unfortunately, we, we, we this was kind of a... What, we just what, threw it up. Just, Yeah. I'll
2: figure it uh, out. It's just what. on the fly, so we don't really yeah, know. Yeah, we, we we, could, we, it's, we, it's on the website, but...
1: Yeah, we'll we'll come back. Wow, what a weird place for me to freeze. Uh, I thought we'll that come was great. back. I, let's go back to that. <laughs> we'll, that come, we'll come we'll come back with with a result. Maybe on uh, Monday's uh, live. Maybe Robbie will take back over the Monday lives and can uh, <clears throat> announce the actual number. My money, if I were to if I were to be voting, my money's on the six to fifty.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think the audience. I, I think it's. It's I think it may it's it's either zero to five or six fifteen. I don't think you've done it. I mean, six is egregious. Um I, I think you're probably right, well, in like if, it's probably you, this if, is probably your fourth time. This is probably your fourth would be. If I, I had to see, if see, I'm putting uh, on a real guess. I just, I, I, ap- nice. I
1: appreciate you saying that, but if you but I I think you think in terms of actual shows, uh like 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 planned shows but if you do count all the wild cards where I just did whatever oh, the hell I wanted girl, and, and there was no judgment, weird, yeah. that's where I think I probably have pushed past six. But, but right. that actually kind of reminds me of something now that you mention it. Randy! 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 Randy's, 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 Randy's. Here we go! I hope everyone is ready for a whirlwind of continuous episodes as we keep rolling through the rest of segment one. The Cigar Dojo Cigar of the Year Sampler Pack from Smoke In. No more stuck in the storm excuses. No more back and forths to Central America. No more work made me take a five week vacation to Portugal. Just week after week of Flavor on the horizon here at Flavor Odyssey. And it's not because we feel like we have to be here. It's because we here at Flavor Odyssey want to not only help you find the very best cigars that came out last year. We want to help you find the best
0: pairings possible.
1: Tune in to every episode and pair alongside us to be entered to win one of these awesome sampler packs while they're still available. And while I'm at it, let me give a big shout out to Smoke In! As they are the sponsor of not only the Cigar of the Year Sampler Cigars, but every cigar smoked here in season six. Now, while Smoke has us covered for cigars to smoke, this show would not be possible without the unrivaled sponsorship that we receive from True Estate Cigars. Have you tried the newest line extension from this all-star brand? Blackened by Drew Estate with their initial release, M81, this all-new collaborative passion project cooked up by lead singer, guitarist, and virtuoso of Metallica himself, James Hetfield, along with Rob Dietrich, the master distiller of Blackened American Whiskey, and of course, Jonathan Drew, founder and president of Drew Estate Cigars. Make sure you get your hands on one of these all Maduro beauties at a brick and mortar near you.
2: Very nice. nice, very nice. Read. That was that was that was a good
4: one, man. That's how you do it. That
3: was um, just so you guys know, I just did a quick count myself on the Flavor Odyssey schedule, and I see seven. I see yes! seven. <laughs> I see Randy with seven. I see hey, is that including, including tonight? That's including tonight. Uh, Robbie comes in at a grand total of, of two. That's,
2: that's it. it? <laughs> wow. And those were, and one of those was an old fashioned show, so we probably both did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably exactly. That's, that's, one was like yeah, the plan so, to so, do it.
2: <laughs> so one, one other time I've done the old fashioned. That's my commitment. To the audience, boys, like I really just (laughs) want to make sure that I'm bringing new flavor to yeah, but, uh, uh, 17 Negronis. To your ear? Oh. <laughs> I don't <know>. Yeah, 17 <laughs> thank, Negronis. Thank yeah, you, that's Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. I keep pushing the Negronis. Someday we're going to figure it out.
1: <laughs> so the 6 to 15 have it. Congratulations on, on everybody that got that right. And but yeah, Matt loved everybody that said 35, 31 or plus. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of love that some people were just like, I'm just going to say it. Just, Ray, just one,
3: one of those was a uh, rum
1: old-fashioned, so
3: theoretically... Uh,
1: it's still it's still well, that, well that's why that's why we kept it gen, in general that's why we just kept it uh old fashioned right to, to allow for all my variations i, blame you, I,
3: I would do it uh, if, yeah. what is this episode 170 so i would do it 170 times
2: that's how
0: many times <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I it's, love it. it's you a, know what
2: no it's 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 a layup but it's it's but at the same time it's good to like like we do different different iterations of it right we've oh yeah yeah we've yeah. Uh, done the uh wow this chocolate one
3: one it. was the bar Smith, yeah, we did the uh, mix that randy yeah,
2: did a mix. oh good call yeah. yep 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 and yeah no, no one, yeah. You're, you're ramping up your ingredients like i think that's it's yeah. it's it's good to remember but it's funny we've only done a manhattan like one time maybe
1: twice and that's just oh, as good no. of a pairing yeah Oh, I feel uh, well. Well, you know what's funny is, and, and I've learned a lot on this show. I'm, I'm sure everyone well, anyone that's been paying attention for uh, a couple seasons and been tuning in knows and when this show started, I had virtually never drank a cocktail in my life um and you know this show has really got me you know to educate myself on, on on not only spirits but cocktails and the and the different mixers that are available and 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 i think i think it really speaks to you know it's like i said in the beginning of the show that on paper the list of ingredients because they don't they didn't choose to talk about the varietals or the uh, or the origins of the nicaraguan tobacco uh on paper this is the same cigar as last week but it but it couldn't be more different than the Dorado, even though so many elements are, are the same. The flavor is completely different. It has a totally different uh, feel, totally different uh, spice character, especially is one of the things I I'd lean on the most is like the biggest variation from Dorado. Um, and so just to say uh, Nicaraguan puro you think you have an idea what that means, but you but you still may be surprised. Just to say, old fashioned, you think you know what I'm drinking? but I might surprise you.
3: Now, Randy, you know what's interesting (laughs) about uh, about the point you're making is kind of a similar point, I think, that Espinoza does so well. Like you're saying, like, I I love the old-fashioned, and and Robbie, you just said this too, but but Randy's done sort of like little just variations of the old-fashioned because it's such a good pairing. Espinoza, Eric, his entire sort of career of Espinoza, they've sort of had this core group of fillers, this 11 herbs and spices, they, they call it, you know, I mean, I know that's a joke I could play on KFC or whatever, but I I actually like their strategy. They've, they've come up with a, a filler recipe that they really love. And instead of reinventing the wheel, every cigar, they, they kind of, I'm not saying every filler is the same, but they kind of stick with those really fun cabinet spice, cinnamons, baking spice flavors And then they change binders and wrappers on all these cigars, and this is a good example of that. It's very similar to the original Espinosa Habana, which is one of my favorite cigars of all time. And they've just they just tweaked it, but you still have those familiar Espinosa, you know, um, fillers, house flavor, house kind of yeah. That's a good way to put it. House a house flavor, and um, now not every company does that, and I'm glad that there's a variation. Some companies. You know do dramatically different blends every time but Espinosa says they hey they know they like this sort of core group of flavors and they right. sort of stick with that and then just tweak it
2: think th- kind of uh, that kinda, similar to Harold... the, similar to the Davidoff model right um, yeah of, uh, of sticking with the same thing but it's also interesting though like we like you're, we're giving them credit for doing that but then when we'll talk about some other brands like Rocky Patel for example, and we kind of give them shit for just slapping a new wrapper on. Yeah, if I, and, if, and if, now I you've it, got if I, if I made it cigars.
3: sound like that, I apologize. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying they, they take. No, what?
2: I, no, I, I think it's, it's, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that you said that or you didn't. Um, I just think it's, there's a fine line, I yeah. guess, between, uh, you know, having your house flavor, like you call it. And have and I think uh, I think Illusione does a good job of that too. I don't know if they necessarily stick with the same uh, tobaccos. I, I don't know that their their blends all that that as well as I should, considering that uh, Dion's on my Mount Rushmore twice. Um, but um, uh, but they they stick with that same kind of flavor profile, right? And sure. you know, general tweaks here and here and there. Uh, but then there's the other the other side of the coin is just well, I've got this one blend. I'm going to throw six different wrappers on it, and now I've got six different six different cigars you know what well, i mean
0: right
1: it's super interesting interesting of a conversation it kind of heralds back to our first season where we were focused uh exclusively on beer and we talked about house flavor and i i know for a fact i've made the claim on this show and i've made the claim many times in my life that like if you put a sierra nevada beer in front of me and didn't tell me where it came from there's a high probability i'm going to be able to come back and tell you that that's a sierra nevada uh beer and, Ooh, and I, i'd like and to I, try that yeah, I, that'd be I, a fun. Lo- that would be a fun yeah. live show someday yeah, no, when I, we're in the I, same I, I'd room. I'd love to do that exercise. I'd, yeah,
2: I think that would be fun. I think because I think you're absolutely right, and I think I think the audience would be kind of astound astounded that you would get. I bet that you would get ninety percent of them right. You might miss one yeah. here and there, but for the most part, you're going to get that right because your beer palate, yeah, dude I think so. is second to none.
1: Well, <clears throat> well, that's kind of you to say, but 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 what's uh, su- super interesting about that is like that house flavor is recognizable in a pale ale in a porter in a stout in a wheat beer um you know that the hops that they use the yeast that they use is is so unique and you know they they, they claim proprietary um blends of some of those uh in, ingredients and uh and it does create that like that kind of welcome back home kind of feeling where, where it's just like oh I'm comfortable here I recognize these flavors and, and to your point you know Davidoff uh, you, you know uh, um, uh, Klaus Gellner you, you know shared with us uh, you know on here that I, I believe if I remember correctly it was 11 tobaccos specifically that they used in the Davidoff uh, portfolio of white labels that it's all just different ratios and different primings that they're able to develop dozens and dozens of different flavor profiles from um, this like kind of, uh, uh, you know, static set of base uh, tobaccos that they use. And, and and actually interestingly enough, you know, you mentioned your, your two, two of four heads on, on your, um, on your Mount Rushmore. I felt like it was kind of a, a little bit of breaking news, at least for me, You know, when when Pete started doing his secondary bands and really leaned into that last year and started sharing with us because he uses completely different naming conventions and I had no idea that certain cigars are all the exact same bunch. And he finally like told us on on air when I was interviewing him at PCA that when he started putting Tutsla, I was like, well, that's the same bunch as the 7th Habano. Um, it's the same bunch, just a, a different wrapper, and and I never understood that. Like in the in the um, Tatuaje line, there's maybe only seven bunches, and he's able to make thirty two different cigars out of it by just um, applying different wrappers to those same bunches. And and again, it probably doesn't matter. Because you get a completely different flavor experience because Ran- of the wrapper, yeah. Randy.
3: Um, just real quick, uh, one last thing on this, unless you guys want to keep going on it. But um, you were you were just at the Perdomo tour, and they have an extremely simple um, sort of. Uh, they only use like three three, three, three different, different tobaccos, three yeah. different tobaccos, and because they know these, this is the core flavors that we want, and then we're going to just. Change it either through barrel aging, or we're going to change it through primings, you know, primings and, and that and, kind of thing. But so, like, there's you know, there's a place for all of these strategies. Perdomo does it amazingly as well. Like Perdomo and Espinosa are two I can think off the top of my head that seem you know, to like have found like sort of a formula that they like, and they 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 vary from it, but they also kind of stick to it, and that I think that does build a really good customer. Loyalty base because yeah, like yes. the, the people on Dojoverse that love Espinoza, they, they kind of know what you're going to get. They kinda... want to be familiar but yeah. new. Like
4: yeah. I always thought of that as like the Apple model, or or maybe like Halo, the, the game Halo. Like they both just whittle away imperfections with each new iteration. You know, the next Halo game is basically the same as the last one, but better graphics and maybe a new gun or two. Like you know, you have a winning model. Just you know, just tweak it and
1: All right improve no i I think i think that's a great point talking about dojoverse and the engagement we see from smokers in the audience is is like we find we find our our comfort zone in in smoking we find our comfort zone in all things flavor right like i love to experiment with new ingredients and whatnot but like at the end of the day uh 70 of my weekly menu are just my favorite recipes um, you know, you know, and I go back to them cause that's, that's what I like, you know, and, and you go back to the things that you like, and it, it is a great way, in my opinion, you know, and Robbie and it, it, you and I've talked about this a ton, you know, as, as we've spent our professions, um, trying to build brands through marketing and through sales efforts and, and, and campaigns of, um, trying to create brand loyalty. Um, you, you don't see more brand loyalty, um, you know, then, then you do with Espinosa smokers or with Perdomo smokers for that matter. Like, like, uh, uh, you, you know, yeah. that when they come out with a new version or a new, you know, cigar, a new innovation, whatever it is, you know, that like their base flavor profile is something that's like very comfortable for you. Something that, that like, you know, scratches that itch for you. And so adding a new tweak to it, a new twist on the flavor, um, it, it, you know, it is nice that they introduce these new characteristics, but but that base character, it, you know, you're a fan of, and so it really creates great brand loyalty, and um, and, and that's I mean, that's the key to really engaging people and making them feel comfortable with their buying choices. Uh, when when so many of us are are buying online and, and we're buying sight unseen, we haven't tasted it. We're taking a reviews. Um, you, you know, word for this is a ninety six you know if you let it sit for five months um and so uh uh yeah i i I think there's i think there's a really strong argument there but uh that all that being said though honestly i think this is a unique um well there's some similarities and some comfort zone uh, comfort uh like like uh uh, spots for for espinosa smokers i think this cigar really does in because espinosa has such a huge portfolio and such a wide range of cigars I think this really does stand out as something unique from the rest of the um, Espinosa line and and really offers some like new characteristics that you that I, th- I think smokers would really enjoy if you haven't had a chance to smoke the cigar obviously we placed it at, at number three of the year last year and in, in releases and uh, to Eric's earlier point the Maduro's Fire, the Habanos fire um, I haven't got a chance To get my hands on the Connecticut yet But I've heard nothing but good things I'm looking forward to buying a box myself
2: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with with uh, with you know, A couple of things That you said there
4: um,
2: I don't because want to agree with everything
4: Audience, pairings?
2: With
4: Indeed, yeah, audience pairings Yeah, let's do audience pairings
2: Yeah, The one thing I would say, Randy, just to echo what you said This cigar, to me, has An awful lot of nuance for something That's called knuckle sandwich
1: Hmm. interesting you know I mean? point interesting point yeah yeah the the name almost indicates we're gonna kick you it, in the teeth with with it's one got thing. Enough punch that if that's yeah. what
2: you're looking for it's got it especially if you're uh, like a novice cigar smoker but um i think if you're if you take your time and you focus on it you're gonna you're gonna find some uh some nice little nuggets in there but yeah let's see some of those pairings jordan
4: okay uh we got uh alex Meha pairing uh Habano, knuckle sandwich, habano and hot chocolate. Keeping it oh, simple.
2: Ooh, Mexican hot chocolate. I like that. Love <clears> it. Chocolate.
1: Sorry, cast uh, uh, of crew in the house.
4: Mike Smith, the cinnamon cayenne. Oh, he's got. Uh, yeah, he's got the hot chocolate as well. Mike Smith, cinnamon, cayenne, ginger, and spice rum from the spice from the spiked Mexican hot chocolate. Really bringing out the cream, nut, red pepper, and cocoa of the stick. A little bit on A the spice. sweet spice. I really oh, like it he
2: threw he, he threw some spiced rum into
4: his Mexican hot chocolate. Interesting. Spiced rum in the Mexican hot chocolate. Getting cr- oh, it I'm sounds like that. I like it. It sounds like that would go well with the Maduro one. Um Bill Powers got he's um following the recommendation of Kevin, uh pairing with a local dark rum from uh mm-hmm. Cooperstown distillery called Saratoga Revolution. Nice.
0: Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, rum's yep. gonna work really well with this. Chad, tea, chad pairing a barrel-aged imperial breakfast stout. The barrel Mm. aging helps to add Mm. some pain to to the sweetness of the breakfast stout as well as increase the alcohol uh, content of the beer. Mm. Mixed with the cigar, spicy notes fit right in with this tangy, sweet breakfast stout. The cigar can stand up to the beer really well. The Combination makes for a very sweet and savory pairing. Think maple pancakes with spicy breakfast sausage
1: pairing. Big Mm. thumbs up.
3: I like that. I like that one a lot. (laughs)
1: All right. Chad, he, to... he, he, he brought his pairing hat to this show. Yeah, yeah. he did, yeah.
4: It's a full-on review. Uh, Barry right. smoking a knuckle sandwich, habano, lots of pepper, sweet honey. didn't say what he's pairing with. Uh Lots of pepper, sweet honey, roasted almonds and cashews. Uh, Went out of his comfort zone this, with a uh, screwball whiskey borrowed from my dad. Ooh. The nuttiness of the whiskey played well with the nuttiness of the cigar and calmed down the pepper on the cigar. Not a fan of flavored whiskey, it's, but the action but they actually the work. Peanut
2: butter
1: whiskey. That's peanut, oh, butter, peanut whiskey. butter whiskey. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 Screwball's the peanut butter whiskey. Screwball.
4: Whoa. Interesting. Uh Kevin O'Connor. Uh he's got the nuggle sandwich with the treehouse focusing illusion goze beer. Uh lots Ooh, of red Lose. pepper, cedar goza. Goza beer. Lots of uh, red pepper, cedar, molasses, and a hint of citrus. The sweet, sour, and saltiness from the Goza paired so well with the red pepper notes I got from the cigar.
1: Nice. I I, got to say, Kevin Kevin O'Connor is in the running for every audience pairing we've ever done. I've got to meet this guy. Kevin O'Connor, I'd like to offer you a personal invite. To come to Rocky Mountain Cigar. Now I'm not going to pay for anything, but I'd like you to be there so that we can meet and hang out because you but, but, always but Randy bring does the offer.
2: Fire. A, he offers a playful pat on the ass when you show up.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I'll give you more than a playful pat on the ass. Oh, there there, there will be some Rocky cupping. Mountain, some bro. cupping, there, brother. There might be some spooning. We can split a room. We can get an Airbnb together. Okay. Easy. <laughs> yeah, settle down. This is this isn't Tinder.
2: Randy <laughs> just swiped left or right or whatever.
1: Right. <laughs> that would have made it. I think that would have made it grinder. Um, but but just to be clear, in case anyone's not familiar with the Goza style, that is a low ABV uh, sour beer. Just to be clear, this a kettle sour, which is a, is a you know always oh, going yeah. out on a limb, Kevin. I, yeah.
4: I, I appreciate I also, the I effort. Confused with uh, goose, isn't that? That's a like a Belgian Goose? A, goo- a Goose goos- is, is as, as, as
1: a go- yeah. That that's, um, that is a one-year, a two-year, and a three-year uh, gu- um, Lambic blended. Uh, so a Belgian Goose is like the classic barrel-aged uh, sour, very different than a kettle sour. Um, often confused, Jordan. It's not on you. Nathan remember-
4: Stewart! Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was just going to say an anecdote, but go ahead. Yeah, your anecdote is Toast. Nathan Stewart <laughs> <laughs> pairing a knuckle sandwich with the uh, Whidbey's Ooh, Washington port. port. The combination of the woodiness of the cigar with the chocolate and fruit notes from the port are forming a smoky, sweet barbecue sauce flavor. It makes me want to get some brick, brisket with my pairing.
2: Okay. Nice. Makes me want to, nice. hey
4: now. <laughs>
0: uh,
4: Randy Harrison doing the cigar with the homemade cocktail. Six ounce spiced apple cider. Two ounce white rum. One ounce cinnamon whiskey. Tasty notes Ooh. is a snickerdoodle cookie. Lots mm. of cinnamon and baking spice. Oh, I could see that working well with this.
2: Yeah. That's an oh, interesting man. an interesting cocktail. I like the cinnamon aspect as a flavor oh. out there.
4: This, there is a nice, yeah, light, subtle cinnamon in a cigar. Uh, Steve Toth joining the mix, guys. and This is the last one. He's pairing a, the eucalyptus as he does. Tea with some – he's got some honey this time. Uh, Topo Chico grapefruit and some water mm. from the uh, – with the knuckle sandwich, uh, he's, tr- he's trying something a little different with the drink to see how they pair up. Tea goes well with the sweetness of the cigar. Topo Chico cleans the palate, and the water keeps the mouth
1: dry. Well, I I appreciate the effort, but he's he's pulling a Randy there, and he's trying to pair three different beverages with the same cigar. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if we can. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I love oh, it. Got I, a, love I got it, a, a eucalyptus tea and
2: uh, a <laughs> hazy IPA and... Yeah. <laughs> At a a quadruple rye over here. Yeah, yeah. (coughs) Rob,
1: I came. I came to the show with four beverages last week, and 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 let me tell you say that
2: like it's like it's a surprise of some kind. I'm gonna surprise would have been if you showed up with one.
1: That that's fair. I Mm -hmm. I usually do three. Three is my standard. Three is what I've got in front of me tonight. Uh, but coming with four last week. Um, I'll be honest, I don't remember going to bed. Uh, all right, can can <laughs> we see one, one, one more um, uh, preview? What did, Can I see Chad to Chaz one more time, Jordan? Chad, you, he's got
4: go the more? Barrel Age Imperial Breakfast Stout. Huh.
1: I just
2: question whether the cigar would hold up to that.
1: That's yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved his his Not, description so much. I that that one kind of like put a hook in me. But, but yeah, I wonder about the intensity. I'm with you on that one, Rob.
3: I'm I'm torn between uh, uh, Kevin O'Connor and Nathan Stewart. Um, Kevin O'Connor,
4: who, who did the he has the treehouse goza. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Nathan Stewart has the port. I think I don't know if I could do the port, but it seems a bit heavy. Oh, I, I, oh, we're I,
2: gonna do some. We're gonna do some port, boys. We're gonna do I some
4: port.
2: I thought Randy. Oh, Harrison. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Well, he's, he, Randy's already he's won. Fr-
1: She's already won. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Just so everyone in the audience understands, like, like we unfortunately, while well, well, we love their pairings and they absolutely should qualify. Randy Harrison, Bill C D, are both uh, out as they are previous winners, and the, the whole idea is already to, qualified. And, Introduce yeah. new qualifying um, pairings. What was that second? Uh, what was that spice rum? Yeah, the second one was uh, good. That's, who was that? That's
2: the one. The second. The the spice rum spice with the Mexican rum, hot chocolate.
1: Mexican hot chocolate. Mexican, was Mike yeah.
2: Smith. That's good too. Yeah, I but I, I, I agree with your comment, Jordan. That that's probably better with the uh, with, with with the Maduro, uh, Maduro version. Maduro. But I like the idea of adding yep. that Mexican. The hot, the, the, that's that's my vote. I don't remember who that was. He just wasn't. That's who I. Mike that's what I'm voting for. Uh, yeah. Mike Smith I, gets my vote. Yeah. Eric. I'm going to go with Kevin O'Connor.
4: Okay. Yeah. I'd go mm. Kevin O'Connor also. Really?
2: Interesting. Who can't, who's okay. It's my second one just because it's, it's unique. Yeah. Right. That, that,
0: you,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I think it was, it was stepping out on a limb, uh, going with a goza. I'm of this group on, you see here on the screen of this for, for some of, of, of us here. I'm definitely the, the first one to say, uh, Sour beer is underappreciated as as a pairing element. I do get some savory characteristics from, from this. Yeah, Eric loves them. Uh, th- there are some savory characteristics. There are some like I I, I think I, I really like the way that uh, that Rob referenced the sweetness as an earthy sweetness like like that of sugarcane. Um I'm gonna say that I, I see that going well with the Goza. I th- I think uh, Kevin O'Connor has it.
2: Yeah, I think uh-huh. that makes sense. He was my he was my second for me, so yeah. Get
4: right. O'Connor. You just one
2: flower on parry.
1: Dude, nineteen shows in with the new board and Jordan finally figured it out. Finally figured it
2: out. He's been saving that for my triumph. Do I need his boys? All right, so now congratulations,
1: Kevin. You are entered for our final vote after next week um you, yeah. we're we're gonna have another winner next week and then uh the following week we'll go ahead and do the announcement at the beginning of segment two um and and uh, announce the winners from segment one and send out the uh the final winners robbie you want to take the lead on uh talking about how you felt about your pairing for tonight's show
2: yeah i will thank you um <clears throat> i liked it it was it's definitely a thumbs up for me the that earthy sweet that i talked about Uh, I think that works really well with some of the um, some of that cedar aspect. There's some of that creamy notes in there. That cinnamon to me was was uh, was kind of pronounced. Uh, It it stuck out to me um, uh, maybe more so than than I thought it might. And that worked really well with, uh, with the, the rum from this particular drink the, and the honey syrup as well. You mix that, the rum and the honey in there. It's got a nice little earthy sweet vibe going on. And the uh, lime kind of cuts through all that and almost acts as like a little bit of a palate cleanser for each, uh, each little puff. Uh, to me, yeah, thumbs up. Uh, I, I really liked it. This was a good drink. Um, found it kind of on accident. And I will definitely be revisiting it for sure.
1: And remind everybody what it was called the end rub that was the. It's air called Ma-
2: the air. It's called the air mail, and I'll give you the the specs on it. It's one ounce of aged rum. I went with uh, Diplomatico, half ounce of lime juice, half ounce honey syrup, which is three parts honey, one part water, and one and a half ounces
1: of sparkling wine. Fabulous. All right, um, I'll, t- I'll tell you, so um, I'll, I'll give you the quick rundown on, uh, it's a very basic and traditional old-fashioned that I went with. I, I went with uh, raw sugar. Don't you dare
2: call yourself basic. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, raw sugar with a little bit of water, uh, lightly mixed, so I still had some granulars, uh, granular sugar uh, at the bottom, which really came out at the end. A couple of Lixardo <laughs> cherries, went with peerless uh, bourbon, um I I did 3 Angostura I said it right for once uh and 3 orange bitter uh dashes I, re- I I agree with you I think the um the cinnamon and and baking spice punchiness of this cigar is is really really takes kind of I don't want to say center stage necessarily but is a prominent uh part of the flavor profile I really feel felt like this peerless bourbon brought some spiciness to to the party on on this old fashioned that I'm not used to from my uh, my like you said like eighty eighty proof uh, uh, versions in, in the past and so I, I really felt like that cinnamon and spicy note um, along with some sweetness uh, really resonated in a major way between these two this is a big thumbs up for me um, I'm 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 digging this uh, knuckle sandwich habano with the old fashioned.
2: Yeah, it's a really good cigar, man. This is a really good cigar. Yep. Uh
1: so boys, good.
2: which whiskey, um which whiskey paired best for you all? I, I'm not sure what I've
3: got. I'm I'm up to C right now. And uh, Connor, I gotta say, so far, all of these have been really good. So you must have brought some bangers.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll be really
3: curious to see what they are. Right now I'm on C and it's absolutely delicious. I thought B was good too, Matt. Um C
4: just killed it for me. C is Something great. About it, C is amazing. It, it is
3: really, really good. Um, but again it's it's a little tough sometimes when you're doing the show and you're trying to like pay attention but um we'll we'll post on the dojo later what uh on dojo versus later what these were cuz I don't even know yet but I uh, I still have to get the D but good stuff by Connor thank you Connor
1: That's it done yeah Connor
4: Uh not going to talk about the cigar Yeah I mean, uh, you guys know yeah. what I think Yeah you know it's it's uh familiar Espinosa habano this one's got more nuance uh a little more depth to it than the regular Espinosa habano uh medium body uh there's some nice nuttiness clean cedar i do i really dig that little cinnamon spice which which uh that that play, that was sort of a flavor hook with a lot of the bourbons we were doing um it's kind of hard to 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 pair when we're doing multiple different drinks but uh some of the uh, ones we've been i'm only on like a and a half right now and some of the ones we've been doing so far are a bit too hot for this cigar mm, yeah. so i'd go thumbs down on the pairing with that but cigar was great.
3: By the way, if you guys are watching and you're curious about knuckle sandwich habano, I personally recommend the uh the Toro version. I think it just hits right. I've had I think I've had them all. Um they're all good, but I think the Toro one has just a little bit more of everything that you like in this. Sometimes sometimes a little bit bigger ring gauge is better because I think like I said earlier in the show, like Espinosa ha- does have a nice filler recipe and you get a lot of that in this. So like the Toro Toro's a very nice uh, size of this. That's the one I would recommend.
1: Couldn't agree more. Beauty. Beauty. All right.
2: So, so where, do, where do we go from here? I forgot what we do. It's been so long. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still getting accustomed mm-hmm. to not uh, trying to host the show now that, that Robbie's back. Uh, well, but, let's, but let's keep you, like, rolling. Why don't you tell us what's going on on Smoke Night Live coming up on Friday, Eric?
4: I mean, uh, I'm about to show you guys who won the, the poll here.
1: Yeah, we do the poll and then all that stuff. Oh, do we do? Come that? on, Randy. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. still. I'm Who still learning. Who won
4: this pairing?
1: Was hey, it Robbie, was Robbie or Randy? The new
4: guy, the old guy, <laughs> the new guy, the new guy, and the old guy are the same
2: guy.
3: Comes <laughs> off the, the bench with a win. Acer yes, does Robbie with seventy four percent to 20- 74% yeah. uh, Randy seventy four percent. Ah, Randy. Randy, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say. You should that, quit
2: making old fashions.
3: Yeah, I think, I think that's what kills you. I do. Too basic. I think everybody appreciated no, uh, Robbie's. Uh, I,
1: I, I think they wanted him to to feel like he should keep coming back to the show. And so I, so well, they wanted I, to just like make him
2: feel welcome back. It's, uh, it's, it's a, uh, a, a bloop single looks like a line drive in the box score, as they say. Uh, but uh, no, I, I would I would you know, we've done the old Cuban on this show several times and uh, that's one of my favorite cocktails it's a little bit labor intensive with the mint and all the muddling and all this nonsense this is a very similar drink it's just minus that mint and it's um i I think it's and it's this doesn't have bitters in it as well and although bitters might have set this off a little bit a little bit nicer um this yeah look it up airmail if you've got uh if you've got the uh the components i definitely recommend checking it out super refreshing um and it worked really well with this with the flavor profile of the cigar so um uh, thank you all for uh, for voting uh, correctly this evening. I appreciate you. It's, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. Sad. Uh, I'm just sad for the. For you the you, sh- you you should be sad. You, uh, come up with the 18th time you have the same freaking drink, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um all right boys, what's what's I, I think we got we've got like kind of a special guest going on this uh, this Friday, right? Yeah, I, actually, Live.
3: I want to take a little extra time right now if that's okay with you guys because I want to talk to you Do guys about this. Uh, so Friday, that's two nights from tonight. we're gonna have Scott Pierce, the executive director of the Premium Cigar Association trade show. and there's two huge stories and uh, we're gonna have we'll be the first um, podcast to have Scott on to talk about these huge these two huge stories. And I want to ask you guys a little bit real quickly what you think of these two huge stories. The two huge stories are, A, they are they have announced they're moving the trade show uh, in 2024 to a March timeframe, which is very close to TPE. And also the other huge announcement is that STG, via through Forged Cigar Company, is coming back to the show. They've been out of the show for three years. 4 years or however long it's been but uh Robbie you've been in this industry a long time and you've been to a million uh IPCPR PCA trade shows give me your thoughts about them moving the date to March uh in 2024 I'm curious what you think about that
2: I absolutely love it I think it's it's I mean from a planning standpoint cuz I have I've done a lot of different things in this industry right I've I've write reviews done podcasting like this but I've also worked on the industry side as well and I think planning your year releases which everybody does whether they admit it or not uh, around a trade show that happens in July sucks it really sucks it makes it tough uh, to to plan um, to plan your your business model around something that happens in the middle of the year um yeah. when most of these companies are working on a fiscal year that starts in January and ends in December. So to me as a if I were, you know, still on the on the manufacturing side, uh, having it earlier in the year is awesome. And I can and, you know granted I'm glad that they waited they they gave us like a year uh, uh notice to tell us that hey, this is going to change. Uh I think it's great uh from a consumer standpoint. I think it's even better because we get all these new releases, all these, all this new news is going to come earlier in the year. And that gives me more time to, by the time it comes around summer, when it's good smoking time, where everybody, where most people live, uh, you know, all those cigars are going to be available. They will have hit the market for the most part. You're not going to see, I would assume that you wouldn't see as many, you know, late uh, you know, August, September uh, releases cigars hitting the stores at that point. They're going to start hitting them more in the summertime, which is when, you know, the most people are out there, uh, you know, enjoying uh, cigars in their backyard or, you know, what have you. Um, plus the weather in Vegas, which this is really just kind of a fringe benefit, is uh, so much better in March than it is in July because July makes you, you just you don't want to step outside for a, a second. At least in March, you can go outside for a couple of minutes and, uh, and enjoy it. Um having it that close to TPE is interesting. I wonder when the two are just going to merge. Um we'll see, but uh I think it's I love the idea, Randy. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I th- I think um I like the way you just kind of posed it because it, uh, in the position that we all sit um we do kind of approach this industry from various uh wearing different hats. And, and, and having different perspectives. And I, and I I love that you're able to share that, you know, as a, as a national brand manager for for a brand for a few years uh, um, yourself, Robbie. It's great to hear that. I, I totally agree that, um, that from the manufacturing side, I'm sure it makes it a little bit more uh, smooth and easy. I think from a consumer standpoint, I love the idea. And to your point, you know, at best, most of those cigars are hitting in August and September. Some of them have, pushed all the way to the very end of the year i think it creates a cleaner cigar of the year um effort for us as reviewers Mm -hmm. and as 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 we go to talk about it because we talk so much about this was what was announced it could be six months before it hits the market and and it may or may not even make this calendar year um so i think it's a little bit cleaner it makes it a little bit easier uh I i think it's interesting though because like for those of us that cover the show um You know, selfishly, to to your point, Rob, like we'd like to be at the show and be able to like smoke some of these cigars outside. And some of those years, let's be honest, it's been 111 outside. It's hard to even be outside and enjoy some some of these samples of the new cigars. But I think that really affects the consumer as well because. You know we try and smoke these cigars and there's always this huge asterisk of well we got it at the show keep in mind it's zero percent humidity it's 111 degrees out whatever we think of about this cigar right now may be completely night and day difference from what we think once we're back into like a, a a more reasonable climate um and so so I think it, it's gonna create for better content for us is gonna be create a, a better like understanding for consumers who are like expecting these releases to come out. Cause when we get the samples in March, we're actually gonna be able to smoke them and have a pretty good idea of what what the final result is gonna taste like. So I'm excited about it. The the one the one like other side of the coin as far as like you guys bring up TPE I think that you know TPE made, made a big push in 2019, 2020 where we really thought this was gonna be a competitive um, scenario. I think for the industry, that's not necessarily the best thing for us, you know that the TPE show, for those of you that aren't aware, um, uh, assign 20 to 30 percent of their show to premium tobacco where it's really a lot of um, uh, other smoking products. That that are kind of competing for that that space and that that consumer that retailer's attention. Um, I'm not sure that it is the best platform for premium cigars to really show out. And so I'm I'm fine with the idea that like we all just shift back to um, to the PCA. We let you know. Cannabis, THC, C B D, whatever else they're doing at TPE, you know, have their, their own thing their show. And yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a different industry as far as we're concerned. The one thing that I would that I am curious about that, that I have liked about TPE the last few years is I feel like more and more manufacturers have created two release periods where they they're now like trying to release a cigar just so that they have something to showcase a TPE and then they have a mm-hmm. second showcase. Uh, release at PCA. So I've actually enjoyed that some of these uh, manufacturers have really tried to like actually release more cigars in the calendar year. I I, I like to think that um, we won't be... um, you know, penalized by that and that they'll just have a couple of bigger releases at the March announcement. So, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm interested again, selfishly. I'd rather be in Vegas in March than in July. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. All right, Robbie in uh, 2019
3: or 2020, I can't remember Jordan. You can help me uh, remember this, but, uh, Uh, PCA lost the four biggest exhibitors. They lost uh, Davidoff. 2020, early 2020. Early 2020. So they lost Davidoff, Drew Estate, uh, General, and all of their brands, and Altidus and all of their brands. And as we know, uh, just General and Altidus alone have, I don't know, 20 of some of the biggest brands in the industry. This year, STG is coming back in the form of Forge Cigar Company, which is basically like half of their brands or so. Robbie, what do you think this means, them coming back? Does this open the floodgates for maybe the other three big brands to come back? Uh, what are your thoughts on
2: that? It's a good question. Um, I wonder <clears throat> I wonder if it's if, if it's a big enough if it's if it opens the door enough. You know what I mean? For some of these for your your Drew Estates and your your Davidoffs and your, your bigger brands to come back. Um, I wonder if it, if it opens it enough it's a good step in the right direction um Certainly. you know maybe maybe it's the you know it 's the pebble that starts the avalanche um I think time will tell i know that 's kind of a cop out answer, but somebody had to do it somebody had to be the first one right. uh to come back and it's good to see that regardless of of which uh company it is it's good to see at least one of them do it um so I think that's that's interesting. Um I have another thought but I'll wait to hear what Randy has to say about. What do you think Randy? I go my other thought.
1: Yeah, no. i You know, I think one of the things, you know, we we selfishly as those of us that cover the show, um talk about the weather being a big piece of that time of the year. Uh, I I think uh, a much bigger factor and, and I'd love to hear you uh, hear Scott's uh, response to this um uh on Friday is that I think what I've what I heard Uh, when I was at those shows is that the retailer struggled with that time frame because that was one of their highest volume uh, times at Mm -hmm. the shop. And so it was harder and harder for them to uh, pull away and pull their staff away from the shop as, Mm -hmm. as those were some of their biggest selling months so i i'd like to think that this not only makes it more comfortable for the media but actually makes it a more reasonable time of the year for the brick and mortar to actually attend the show which adds more value for the manufacturers i mean just think about you know if you guys follow any of these folks um in sales uh terrence riley a uh, 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 jack Tarano, how much time they spend on the road trying to get face time with these retailers uh, and logic would dictate that there's a huge value for them to have face time with 80 90 150 retailers over the course of three and four days at the show and and i think we were seeing a lower and lower uh, attendance from those brick and mortars at the show which which diluted its value i think by moving it to a, a slower sales period might drive Better attendance from the retailers, which drives more value for the for the manufacturers to attend. So uh, I think to to Robbie's point, it's a it's a great step in the right direction. I hope it does exactly that.
3: Now, Robbie, you had one more thought about STG coming back.
2: Uh, well, no, just in general, but I have a couple more thoughts based on what Randy said. Just real quick. I'll be quick. Um, and maybe this, you know, this starts to bring back the PCA exclusives. Uh, maybe it starts to bring back the um those, you know, the a, a lot of the, the allure of the show uh, from years past, Eric, and you could speak on this, too, because it was, you know, the, you get show deals as a retailer. Um, you know, you have to be at the show to get specific deals. And then that kind of became a thing that wasn't really a thing anymore. Cause the guys know they can get their deals whenever they want. So there there's, I think there's the weather is an incentive and maybe you add some other additional incentives to get those retailers to come back. Uh, I think Randy, like you said, going at a, a slower sales season is definitely going to be something that uh, is enticing. Um, and I wonder if maybe this is a step in the direction of adding a consumer event onto the end of the show, uh, not necessarily part of PCA, but maybe you, you do some sort of... Uh uh, I, I don't know what the big events that happen in Vegas are, uh, but maybe you have some sort of big smoke. I don't know if that's in Vegas or not, but maybe mm. you, you t- attach that on to the end of the show. So it's just one trip for some of these manufacturers and you can even generate even more buzz. So it, it goes from a, you have your trade show and then you go into the next couple of days as a retail or as a uh, consumer event. And now you've got this week long, uh, you know, cigar celebration happening in Las Vegas uh, I think there's there's a lot of uh, boy, it's almost like I work in marketing. Uh, it's you think that there's a lot of uh, it just there's a lot of buttons you can push by moving it earlier in the year because it's yep. just so much more enticing to be in Las Vegas in March than it is in July.
3: So we will have um, Scott Pierce on the show Friday, we'll ask him, talk about all these questions. One of the things I'm going to ask him, guys, so you got to tune in for this is I'm going to ask him flat out. What is the PCA? How do they feel about TP? What is their relationship with TP? What do they think of them? Mm-hmm. Do they? consider them in these decisions is this part of their decision making process are they thinking about uh, the is there a competition do they, they, they do they just like both of these things going on at the same time so we'll ask Scott some tough questions and uh, we're going to be doing that on Friday night boys what's coming up next week on Flavor Odyssey
2: Randy Ravi. that's up to you because I've been gone for <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what season it is I forgot your yeah, name yeah. I had to, I'm had. i glad you had your name tag on today <laughs> um, but no, I'm looking forward to Friday. Yeah. I'm going to tune into that because I'm curious about some of uh, some of Scott's answers. But I think there's there's just a lot of of good things. Look at this.
1: Yes. Look so look we will be here. coming to the end of segment one of season six as we get to the number one cigar. Of the Year by Cigar Dojo for 2022, the Drew Estate H99, the hands-down, anonymous, and unanimous winner of the year, Cigar. uh, Super excited to to pair with H99 next week. Tune in on Monday. You might get a sneak peek at what we're going to be pairing with. Can't wait for next week. Happy to have you back, Robbie.
2: I'm glad to be back. This is a lot of fun. Looking forward to next week. H99 is a phenomenal cigar. Uh, Tune in uh, to see Randy drink a rye old-fashioned next week. (laughs) too, just to watch him change it up a little bit boys this was a lot of fun we've been a little bit long so thanks to everybody who uh to hung out with us uh and and stuck it out and appreciate you all uh you know sending your votes in my way it's it's this is the first cigar i've smoked in like since the last time i did a show so i'm just thrilled to be back i can't wait until next week um it's gonna be a lot of fun thanks again for tuning in everybody have a great week stay safe stay healthy be kind to each other it doesn't cost you anything we'll see you next wednesday as the odyssey continues